come with us where the corn is popped and the throwback Thursdays never stop. It's a magical land not far away. All you have to do is just press play. So hop on the couch and close your eyes. Gonna party like it's 99. Join us, watch the movies of our lives with Blockbuster Eyes. Welcome to Blockbuster Wives, where your two favorite 90s babies talk about movies from the era of a certain blue and yellow video rental store. I'm your host with the most late fees, Shea Baby. And this is Stacy, not always kind, but always rewinds. And you're listening to Blockbuster Wives. Mind fuck February. Mind fuck February. Bow, bow, bow. Episode two, baby. Episode two, which we are just going to right off the bat give you a trigger warning. Yes, there's a lot of self-harm. Like a ridiculous amount. Literal suicide. Many, many suicides in this movie. So if that bothers you, if it's something that you're sensitive to, something that triggers you, we fully understand. Please take a break. Set us aside. Come back next week. Yeah, skip this one. No shame in that. No shame. No harm. You are good. You are safe. And we love you so much. So, yeah. But the movie we're about to talk about is 23. But before we talk about the number 23, I'm working on some music. I'm so excited to hear this update. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, my one of my producers, shout out to Eris or Plains. Shout love her so Plains. much. She hit me up and she was like, we need to do more music. It's time. And I was like, you right. Because if, if you've been listening for the last two years... When we first started recording, like our first episode was just a couple weeks before the release of my second EP, mm-hmm. season volume two, and I needed a good amount of time to chill after that was over because that's it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. A lot it's of energy, m- money, energy, and all. Yeah, just I mean, like it's my true life that I'm putting out there. You know what I mean? And even even though the songs were mostly like really cute and sweet and like uh like sexy and fun, there was a lot of true emotions that I felt because it was really like a it was my way of like dealing with the breakup I went through. Mm-hmm. And so I needed time. But now it's been a year and a half. I'm in a way better mental state than I was in. I was very depressed at that time. But I'm not anymore, shouts out. And Ooh. uh so yeah, it's, we love to hear it. Yep. So this one is uh gonna be seasons volume three. It's summer, oh, and yes. I really want it to be early two thousands R and B. That's Ooh. what I'm feeling. That's what I want. It's what I'm obsessed with right now. And uh, yeah, so I'm meeting up with both of my producers next Saturday. And How we're exciting! Magic, baby. We cannot wait to hear it. We're going to plug it like there's no tomorrow, just like you did your last one. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm hoping my projection is that I'll release it in August. So we'll have a good amount of time to, like, conceptualize the songs, have the track list, make them have time to edit, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, I'm I'm hoping August because I think that'll give us enough time. And I don't know. It'll be a nice way to, like, tie off the summer, you know? Yes. So, and we won't have Shrek Fest to prepare for. Yeah. Womp womp. See our last episode if you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. R.I.P. to Shrek Fest. For now. For now. Um, but yeah. So that's my little update. And I don't have like any actual. I forgot your gift again from the fucking MoMA. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's I just. Okay. Re- I'm like that's looking at the okay. poster and I'm like. 
I'm just going to tell you what it is. It's a postcard of that painting that you love of so much. Of the man, the sailor man mm-hmm. or post office man or whatever mm-hmm. he is. Ugh, he's incredible. You it was, just knew uh, that one spoke to me, huh? It was, I was just like, I just feel like Stacey, she loves the ocean and she loves like guys that look like this. I, don't I love know. a seafarer. Yeah. And he looks like a sailor. I think he is a postman, but it looks like a sailor outfit. He's got sailor vibes. And it's like Van Gogh's like homie. Hey, yeah. yeah. So I was like, mm, yeah. Thank it was like, so gave when I read the description, it was like, it was Van Gogh's best friend at a certain Aww. time. And I was like, Stacy's my best friend. Aww. And I want to get this for Stacy. And wow. also, he looks like a sailor and she loves fucking sea shit. So, nautical nonsense is really something I wish. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I, I have it for you. I don't know why I keep forgetting it. But anyway, that's. That's okay. It'll find me one day. I got you. I'm going to bring it next time we hang out. But, anyways, so, um, yeah, that's my little update, and Yay. as time goes on, I'll keep you guys updated, because obviously I want y'all to listen. You, well, you must. Yeah, I would. It's required. I would, I would love that, if you could. And also, if you guys could also rate us. Oh yeah, rate us. I'm telling people in real life to do so, but like, if you could please write a review, that would mean so much to us. We will we, read it on the air. I'm going to check. I'm going to check right now to see if we have any new ones. God, yes. I hope because you know what? I asked very specific people, so if they're not there, I'm going to be very really? mad. Really? <laughs> oh, yes. messy, messy. Hold on. If very they're not there, I'll know exactly people. who to hit up. There is more. I don't know that they're written ratings though. Dang it. Let me see. Let me see. But there is more ratings. Okay, I love that. Okay, there is a new one. No, I, there isn't. <sighs> we still just have the three written reviews but thank you to the additional peeps who rated us there is more very cute i also asked for written reviews so well, um, they didn't listen to you unforge well they're gonna get verbal spankings from me shortly after this <laughs> Maybe episode that's why over. they didn't do it <clears throat> but um yeah they probably you know what they knew this was coming baby they're like she's gonna verbally spank me yes. i just won't exactly like oh well now i won't do it don't threaten me with a good time what the fuck is anyways but please please write a written review it would mean so much to us especially because stacy and i have some things on the horizon that we want to do and having more positive reviews just helps in general yeah Makes us look poppin', and I know more than 20 y'all listen to this shit. Dude, straight up, more than 20 y'all, like, we we see you. We mm-hmm. see all y'all hitting us up, liking all our shit. We appreciate that. But yes, if you could write a written review, even if it's short. Short and sweet, we love that, too. So yeah, it's like, O'Doyle rules, five stars. Yeah. That's but, fine. Period. They'll know what you mean. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Anyway. So. Which, you know what, just reminded me. This yeah. is going to be a little late from this releases, because we're, like, you know, in the past. Yeah. But RIP to Chubbs. From Happy Gilmore. Oh, Chubbs. I'm blanking on his real name. Uh, I I posted about it on our Instagram. I okay, yeah. You guys listen to our Happy Gilmore episode because I think I went the fuck off about him, not in a bad way, but like I had so much to share about him. Okay, I was like, you did not in a bad way. No, I had so much to share. I was like, I have so much information about this guy. So Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Yeah. So please go back and listen to our Happy Gilmore episode because we talk a lot about him, specifically me. I'm pretty sure I did corporate bullshit that day. And so, um, yeah, I just had so much information to share about his life and him coming up as an actor and an athlete. And yeah, highly recommend listening to that episode in memoriam. So RIP. And there's, and I, the scene I posted to the Instagram is the one where he's in heaven and he's playing piano and he looks so nice. It's so beautiful. And you've only just begun. Uh, what a good song too. 
Yeah, so I was like, wow, this is really special that we have this scene. I know. It's very fitting for what's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, shouts out and RIP to anyone who loves him. Uh, but yeah, check out our Happy Gilmore episode because again, I talked about like his whole life and all of his like accolades and everything. Like I was obsessed with learning more about him. So we talk a lot about him and all the cool stuff he's done in his life. So but yeah, okay. So back to business today. That's right. We are talking about the movie The Number 23, starring Jim Carrey. And I had never seen this movie, but I it was always one that I really wanted to check out. And uh, I have a lot of corporate bullshit, so I think we should Ooh, just dive right into it. Okay. All right. Corporate bullshit. Some bullshit. Okay, so The Number 23 is a 2007 American thriller film written by Fernley Phillips and directed by Joel Shoemaker which was his 23rd film. Oh, it begins. So it begins. Mm -hmm. I also think this might be one of the, like, um, later movies that we've done, like, closest to Mm -hmm. our, like, cutoff time frame. Yeah, it's near the end for sure. Um, Jim Carrey plays Walter Sparrow, Virginia Madsen plays Agatha Pink Sparrow, and Logan Lerman plays Robin Sparrow. And you might recognize Logan Lerman from, well, I recognize him from Perks of Being a Wallflower, mm. which is one of my favorite books, turned into a movie. They did a great job of adapting that. And then Virginia Madsen, um, I had, I recognized her, but now I can't remember what, like I looked it up, but now I can't remember what she's in. So anyways, if you know what she's from. And she plays a dual role. Yeah. Yeah. And so does Jim Carrey, actually. Mm-hmm. Um And I wrote a little thing here. It's just like a little blurb, but it says, The number 23 is about a man who becomes obsessed with the number 23 after his wife hands him a weird book that strangely mirrors his own life. Dun, dun, dun. Nailed it. Um, Now, I have so much to say about the director, Joel Shoemaker. Okay? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. buckle up, baby. Um, First of all, he started using LSD and meth and drinking by age nine. So that, to me, doing what I do, big red flag. Yeah. What's going on? His father passed away really early, really, really early. Okay, because I'm hearing self-medication. Yeah, like super, super early. So sad. LSD and meth at nine. Wild. Bad signs. Um, He went to the Parsons School of Design and Fit in NYC and became a designer for Revlon in the 60s. Oh, cool. Yeah, so all of that was in the 30s and early 40s. Wow. So anyways, um, and then in 1970, after his mother passed away, he stopped using drugs and became an employee at Henry Bendel's and said, I got my self-respect back getting a good day's pay for a good day's work. Hmm. So think about that. People who fucking underpay and overwork people. Thank you Mm -hmm. very much. Um, So he started as a costume designer in like the media field working on Woody Allen's Sleeper. And then he started writing. So he wrote Sparkle, The Wiz, St. Mm. Elmo's Fire, The Lost Boys. Oh and my then God, he the directed. Lost Boys. Yeah. I know. And then he directed Batman Forever and Batman and Robin after you Tim Burton. He famously was the first one to put nips on the suit, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. And actually, I have a, a lot erotic. to talk about Love with it. that, but maybe I should save it for those. But yeah, he's famously gay, and especially at that time, it was like... God, I would love to be described as famously gay. <laughs> it will never happen for me, because I'm pretty straight on the Kinsey scale. But it's just a fun phrase. Yeah, hopefully I'll be seen as famously Famous. queer. You will be. You Thank- already are. Thank you. <laughs> Shay, famously, famously gay. Queer. Oh my God, that means so much to me. I'm tearing up. But uh, yeah, no, he famously... <laughs> 
in those movies specifically, he put the fucking nips on Batman. He did close-ups of their asses. So and, many. On their crotches, too. And on their crotches. And um, everyone was like, he made these movies homoerotic. And he's like, Batman was gay. Okay. Like, his whole thing was like, Batman is gay. Like, sorry. Sorry like, about it. Yeah. And he's just like, fuck off. Like, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. And I do want to go on and on about him. And I will once we cover those movies, which we have to do because mm-hmm. I love Batman so We got to do a Batman month, period. Yeah, we have to. It's like those specifically. I'm like, we have to. Okay. Anyway. But the movie was released on February 23rd. 2007. Oh, weird. Another Valentine's Day drama from Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I know. Um, it is 98 minutes long. Mm. Almost perfect. Uh, there was a $30 million budget, and they made $77.6 million in okay. box office earnings. The Rotten Tomatoes score, the worst I've seen. 7% oh, critic score. Ouch. 7. Ouch. 56%, percents, percents, 56 56% audience percents. score. Mm-hmm. Roger Ebert did not rate this movie because Ouch. he was sick. Oh. I think this was really close to when he passed away. Oh, yeah. It is near the end of our era, so that makes sense, sadly. And uh, Jim Carrey was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actor, <laughs> but lost to Eddie Murphy for Norbit. So think about how bad people thought he was. Oh, there movie. were a few moments in the movie, I will not lie, that I was like, ooh, this is a lot. See, this I was surprised when I read that because I really... I actually really enjoyed this movie, and I was surprised that people thought it wasn't good. Like, I don't know. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I think the oh, – you know what I felt really overwhelmingly about this movie? Mm. I felt like it was very similar to Fight Club, where mm. I was loving the beginning, loving the setup, loving the characters. And yeah. then at some point for me, the wheels just kind of came off, and I was like, mm-hmm. what happened? This I is can- very far from where we started. However, at a certain point, it just felt a little too much, much like how I felt about Fight Club. Like, let's keep it smaller. I can understand that. I think, yeah, I think where it really started to, there was a moment where I was like, wait, what? Just for like a split second was, it was because it was so in and out of reality and then the characters from the book. Mm -hmm. And because it's played by Jim Carrey and his wife and like, you know, I'm just like, wait, wait. Who, wait, what is, oh, this is, like, the dream world. Okay, cool. This is, like, him reading. But, like, at certain parts, it felt, like, one and the same. Mm-hmm. And then it got a little confusing for a second. But, yeah, I, I genuinely really liked it. And I was very surprised that there were so many negative reviews. I was truly, like, shook. But maybe it's just me. Maybe I just like Jim Carrey movies. And I'm like, everyone is really good. Even if and it was very stylistic and cool. Like, it was doing a lot of cool things. And I also thought he was so hot as the, what was his name? Fingerling. Yeah, as Fingerling, I was like. Okay, except for those tattoos, right? Yeah. It was the tattoos. Those were bad. Emo hair. The, the 2007, so Sidebang mm. was perhaps at its zenith? Absolutely. Zenith? I would say like 2006, 2007 was like yeah, peak max. skater hair. Oh yeah, and Jim Carrey was no exception. No, and he was he had that hair in uh, Eternal Sunshine too. Yeah, he's a little floppy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as like smooth. I feel no a little more disheveled. Yeah, no. Oh my god. Yeah, he was so hot in this movie. I gotta say, I just think he's so hot all the he time. Yes. I don't care if he has a giant beard. I don't care if he's in his, like, weird art studio. I don't care if he's, like, spitting <laughs> sentence fragments to, like, reporters. Or if he's in this era. Or if he's in Liar Like, Or he's the Grinch. No matter. Yeah. Or as the, literally as the, fuck me as the Grinch. Literally. When we did our Grinch episode, did we talk about how into 
Grinch we were when we went to Universal Studios? I don't think so, but we could talk about it now. <laughs> Something happened to Shay and I when we saw the Grinch Yo. actor at Universal Studios. Okay, you guys know how much I love Tyler, the creator. And when I was like two feet away from him, I didn't even give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But when I was around someone who literally wasn't even the Grinch, but he was dressed like the Grinch and he sounded like the Grinch. He was nailing it. My knees buckled. We were like, huh? I was immediately wet and I told him <laughs> that he was my hero and he goes, hero. We were starstruck. We, we were like, we were, we were starstruck meeting Max, who isn't even real. Max. I wanted the Grinch and Max to like me so bad. I was so thirsty for the Grinch to be like, ooh, and she'll see me. It didn't happen. But and then later on, he was like crossing our path and I was kind of in the way and he was like, get out of the way. And I was like, oh. I, I say that again, daddy. No, so hot with his green oh, cockaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound right, but <laughs> I didn't really hear what you said. I just said, mm-hmm. <laughs> said mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why I love Stacey. I heard cheese, and so I just went, uh-huh. All she heard was cheese, and she's like, mm-hmm, like, yes, absolutely. cosine, whatever you say. <laughs> no, but, uh, oh my god. It was stunning. so And that's, that's the power of Jim Carrey, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, getting back to our point, because I could go on about this forever, <laughs> literally. Um, no, he's so hot in, like, every role that he ever plays to me, and so, I, I, I don't know, I guess I just always enjoy, he's, there's something about, like, his eyes, he's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. He's su- he's one of my favorite actors of all time. Yeah, and, and I only noticed the weird acting choices at the end. Mm. Like, when he has this, confront- he has, like, a final confrontation with his wifey, and mm-hmm. he's like, ah! And it's, like, it's, like, played at, like, a, a 20 out of 10, and it's a, it's a little much. I know what you mean by that. But I, the I beginning, I thought he was, like, when he's doing his little monologues and introducing you to everything, I was like, this is great. And it was kind of Fight Club-esque in mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. It is kind of like Fight Club, too, because it's, like, a, the big twist at the end where yeah. he's just like, it's me. Like, I get it. Yeah. I can understand. But, yeah, I, I can go right into notes if you're down. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say, do we do everything Bechdel test? Oh, yeah, uh, does not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> it's uh, crazy how many of these movies don't. Like, it's oh, actually no. hilarious. Barely any. Yeah. And it's usually the movies that surprise us that we're like, oh. Yeah, or they're ones written by women, starring a lot of women, so they have no choice. Yeah, because they're like, this is my real yeah, it's life. It's about women, so they're going to talk. It's other than crazy. that, no, women aren't talking to each other about no. anything. No. Ever. No. <laughs> uh, which is unheard of obviously wow but yeah no does not pass the Bechdel test okay thanks for the review of course yeah I had a lot to say I was like this is really this guy shoemaker very interesting I had a little bit of trivia if I could share yeah I think I actually learned this from the how did this get made podcast I love it and then I re-looked it up to verify it um but Jim Carrey actually kind of believes in the 23 enigma did you see this Mm mm-hmm so let me read. Doesn't the quote. surprise me though, because he's very like mystical. Yeah, and so his production company is called JC Twenty Three. Oh wow! And so he said, a friend of mine in Canada kind of handed it down to me. He was seeing it everywhere, added up license plates, doing all these things. He had a book full of Twenty Three phenomena, and he handed it to me. And I said he was crazy, and then I started seeing it everywhere. And then one day, a few years later, after it entered my life in a big way, and I was driving my friends crazy, somebody handed me the Twenty Third Psalm, a book on the Twenty Third Psalm. The Valley of the Shadow of Death, Living Without Fear, basically, knowing you're taken care of. So I thought that was great progression from Pitbull Productions, which is kind of like grabbing hold of life and not letting go to not sweating it. 
And he says, so I named the company that, and then I explained it to a friend, and he said, well, I just read a script called The Number 23, and I said, I have to see this. And I read the script, I was compelled by it, and I was freaked out, actually, because the first page of the script was originally me trying to capture the Pitbull. The Pitbull Productions to JC23 was not lost there. Oh. So it was called Pitbull Productions. And then wow. after all this shit, he's like, I'm changing it to JC23. Wow. Yeah, so Jim Carrey's a believer in it. He's a believer. How do you feel about numerology? Um... I mean, I will say, like, there are numbers that follow me around. You guys probably know about, like, angel numbers. Um, but I do, I also recognize that, like, I'm also hyper aware and I'm looking for patterns a lot. And so I think, like, they pop up more for me just because I'm more aware of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my number's 444. Yeah, 444 I saw on the way here and 999. Oh. 333 is the big one for me. Yes. You got it tatted on you. I do. I have a yatted. But yeah, like I get, and I guess like different seasons of my life, I get certain numbers more. So I've been getting a lot of 444, a lot of 888, a lot of 999. And I think 999 is like closing of certain chapters, Ooh. entering new ones, which is very relevant to my life right now. I always forget what 444 is supposed to be. Do you know? Off it's the top of my head, I can't remember right now. Up. But yeah, let's look it up. <clears throat> But one of my favorite encounters was when we were on, we were going on a Greek ferry. <laughs> Flex. I think we were going from Mykonos to Athens. Mm-hmm. And it was this giant ferry and there was hundreds and hundreds of all these empty seats. And we randomly pick one down and I plop down and I look in front of me and the seat in front of me is 444. Wow. And I was like, weird. You're like, my number. What does 444 mean? I love that I'm 333 and you're 444. Yeah. So cute represents clarity and decisiveness when this number keeps showing up in your life it means the angels are trying to tell you that what you've been preparing for is finally coming to fruition Ooh. Mm, clarity, clarity. That. that's a good one yes you're being prepared for what's going to happen i think that's pretty relevant for what's going on in your life Dead right now right. hell yeah uh, but yeah, beyond that type of numerology, I guess I don't really pay attention. Numbers kind of like freak me out. Yeah, I'm not like um like an adding up figures type of person because like we talked before, no math, please, no math, no. And numerology obviously requires a lot of math, yeah. and I'm simply not interested. Me neither. But I know it's like a big like belief system that a lot of people have. Yeah, like add up their important. birthday and like blah blah and their birth year and like gets to this number. I don't really. It doesn't do anything for me. And I did think it was cheating that the number 23 obviously is an important number, but then you also get 32 because it's 23 backwards. Right. I'm like, that seems like a, too much of a bonus. Like, so you actually get two numbers. Yeah, so it is 32 and 23. Yeah, because it, like, it adds up to 32, which is basically 23. And I'm like, but it's not. Cheating. <laughs> it's not. You get a whole other number. So it's no. like, why isn't 32 the number since backwards is 23? You know what I mean? Totally. No, it's, if if they really are that into it, it should be 32 and 23. Yeah, they would be equally important. Stupid. Oh, well. <laughs> no offense, but dumb. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm not I'm not really into all that. But I know a lot of people that like add shit up. It was funny, though. Um, so right after the movie ended, I was talking to my mom. And then she was like, Nanny's birthday's coming up. And I was like, it's in April, but what's the date? And then I was like, let me guess, 23? And she was like, yes. Oh, and I was like, ew, that's, that's weird, huh? Yeah. Well, you know what? Shelby Ross and I, I shouldn't say her full name like that. Wow. Yeah, her government oh, name. That's fine. Uh, we watched this movie. Like, I think we literally got it from Blockbuster. 
Really? And we were like half paying attention to it, but um, then we just kept being like, 23 about oh everything. God. Someone asked me um, which blockbuster we used to go to, so I'm going to say it right now. I think we've said it before, but I'm going to say it again just to so everybody knows. She and I used to go to the blockbuster that was on Buffalo and Vegas. Yeah, it was between like Washington, like Washington. and Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I also personally not only went to that one, but I also went to the one that I believe was on either Sahara. I think it was on Sahara and... I did go to that one too. Durango? Was it Sahara and Durango? Yeah, because one of our friends lived there in those apartments and so we'd go there a lot. Yeah. I think that was the first, because the apartment that I first moved into when I moved to Vegas was right there. Mm, so yeah, I think that, was that was a good blockbuster, we too. Yeah. So we would go to both. So Stacey and I went to the same two, actually. I thought it was just me. We went to no, the same two, too. and guaranteed we ran into each other there. Fighting over Jim Carrey rentals. So cute. So crazy to think about. We probably yeah. had moments when we were children. Very cute. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I'm not really into numerology, but I do find there's certain numbers, the angel numbers, that mm. do follow me around, and I do take a lot of um that gives me a lot of like solace in mm-hmm. my life and it helps like guide me and it kind of makes me like chuckle at the universe where I'm just like okay you again like okay really quick similarly okay there was this one time when I broke multiple toes and <laughs> I oh. had to <laughs> I had to go from the parking lot and use crutches all the way to my job which was like literally miles mm-hmm. away like mm-hmm casinos huge so anyways yeah. i was listening to headphones and i was like crutching my way to work <laughs> and i was sweating and i was having a horrible time getting like it was rough and i had bruised underarms like it was bad news anyways i fell oh. and <laughs> in the horrible. middle of a casino and i was like fuck and so i was trying to get back up and my my um headphones shuffled to oompa loompa doobity do and i started literally fucking bawling like cackling and i'm sure like from my perspective it was so funny and from people around me they're probably like jesus christ like what the fuck is wrong with this episode (laughs) 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 my crutches like we try to get back up but to me that was like a sign from the universe like you're taking it too seriously it's gonna be fine and i thought that that was so fun it was another thing where i just like looked up at the sky and i was like Okay, universe, I see you. There is something, and it's bad, and we shouldn't laugh, but there can be something very funny about, like, crutches fucking up. Dude, like, seriously. I hate to say it, but remember our birthday in Glendale when we went to the Austin Powers bar? <laughs> 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 I hate that. And it was when we were leaving, <sighs> like, as we were all, like, trying to make our way out, this girl came in on crutches, blitzed out of her mind. Out of her mind. Drunk and trying to operate with crutches and just, like, oh, fucking up. And so somebody bad. said, like, is your friend okay to her friend? Yeah. And her friend's like, she's fine. And as soon as she said that, this girl toppled to the ground yep. in a clatter of crutches. And she's yep. like, get up. Like, she was so over it. It was some, it it was was some really Jersey Shore shit. It was truly so funny. But then karma hit me because I laughed so hard at her and I didn't mean to. And then I was like, I want to take a sexy video for my friends. And then I fell on the fucking stairs. So. Yeah, and then she slid down the stairs. <laughs> slid like down it was like a slide. Half of these stairs try, <laughs> looking like a... Trying to look Dude, that so night, hot. That night was so crazy. It was so fun. That was my um, my dad, my dad, my dad. <laughs> yeah. My boss, my boss, my boss. Anyways, I don't want to go into that. Um, uh, just know it's sinister. <laughs> sexy and sinister almost as many twists and turns as the movie the number 23 truly oh yeah let's get back on on the road here (laughs) 
<laughs> we can take so many side roads and side quests in these Absolutely. episodes. Anyways, okay. So, um, I thought, so, okay. So in the movie, he plays like an animal control officer guy. And like the first scene is him trying to catch a, um, pit bull that was like running around freely or whatever. And when he Living like, his best life. Yeah, and he tried to, like, grab him, and then he got bitten, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, like, then he grabbed a gun later on, I and I so literally scared. was like, are you going to kill him? Me too. Because he, he is, like, weirdly mean to this dog. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting choice. I'm like, do you like animals? Because mm. mm. I'm kind of getting the vibe that you don't like them. Right, like a lot of, like, disdain for some reason. Yeah, and he, he like, takes everything very personally. Yeah. He's like, evil devil dog. Yeah, he's like, like, his oh. name is Ned, which stands for nasty evil dog. I'm like, okay, you can fucking like, chill, dog. Pretty dramatic. Yeah, with your swoopy oh, hair. <sighs> but yeah, and I, I was very scared until I realized it was like a tranquilizer. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, thank God. I was nervous, too. Yeah, I was like, you're going to just like ice his ass? <laughs> he didn't do anything. He's a <laughs> well, straight dog. he hates dogs. So. I'm like, it's not his fault. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, he was talking about Aquarius season. Yes, and he goes, Aquarius, friends are very important to you. Guess that's why Zodiac is bullshit. Yeah, he literally said, I'm living proof of the fallacy of astrology. So I need to talk about, really quick, men and the hatred of fucking mm-hmm. astrology. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Because they're all matrix like, the truth. Bleh. And I'm like, but, and again, who's to say the truth is not mm-hmm. within, like, it's just so, it's so dumb. And it's almost like they take it more seriously than we do in that sense where they're, True. like, yeah. so against it that I'm like, why do you care? Yeah, and it's like, I, some people are, like, really about that life. Most people are not actually, like, mm-hmm. making decisions totally yeah. based on their charts. Most right. people just see it as, like, a fun way to be reflective. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. And I, and to connect, too. Yes. Like, to yeah. make connections with people and to... Like, it's a good way to, like, ask people questions and be like, oh, well, I've heard cancers are like this. Can you, like, elaborate on that? Like, it's, it's just a- like a Meyer Briggs, you know? Yeah, it is like another personality test, mm-hmm. seeing what works. Also, I always compare it to, like, I've said this many times on the pod, I'm not a sporty spice, but the same way that a lot of people, like, associate themselves with, like, a team and they, it's like a hobby of theirs. They don't live their life by mm-hmm. these games, but they find it really interesting and it's, like, something they like to bring up in their daily life, weekly life, whatever. That's like me with astrology. I think it's really interesting. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. It doesn't rule my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like you, like, wouldn't date somebody because they're a whatever, which I do think is, honestly, if you get right down to it, a lot of men's problems is, uh-huh. what if I don't get as much pussy as I'd be getting if it wasn't for astrology? Right, and uh, I'm sorry, but, like, a lot of people who are, like, and I, I'm not one of those guys that's like, I'm never dating a blah, blah, blah again. But I know a lot of women that are like that. But it's literally because the men that are in that sign just so happen to have the bad quality. Like, they are, like, mean. Or they're, like, they, they're not emotionally available or the they're like or they're like mis- like they're trying to be too mysterious so they're not like vulnerable at all. like it's like you're mad at the wrong shit maybe be cooler and then women will want to date you you idiot anyways okay sorry need to That's get that not on that so stupid um oh uh so then there's <laughs> there's a funny scene where like the dad and the mom are like on a little like couples day, blah, 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 blah. And then they come back home and Jim Carrey like opens the door and his son is like macking on some girl on the couch and he closes the door and he's like, maybe we should just like chill on the porch. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. But the mom seemed hella cool. I was like, I don't think she would care. 
No. And the implication was like Jim Carrey had to like protect the kid from the mom finding out. And I'm like, I don't think this bitch cares. Especially as evidenced by the rest of the film where she is down AF. She perhaps is. Perhaps one of the most supportive film wives we've ever seen. Totally. Because normally it's like my bitch wife, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But she was like very cool and very sweet. Yes. And I did feel like that was kind of the vibe. Like your mom would freak out. I'm like, I don't think she would. No. And also you're trying to make yourself look way cooler. Yeah. Like, she seems cool really cool. Da- I think I, li- I wrote cool dad alert. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, okay, even though the mom is also very fucking cool. I did also think it was very cool, speaking of very cool shit, that they had to undergo counseling if they got bitten by a dog. Mm -hmm. So that's very great. I think so, too. Making sure that they're... Yeah, and making sure they're not a danger to society as well, like... Mm -hmm. Because they could get angry and take it out on Mm -hmm. animals. I'm sure sure they don't have rabies, yeah, or react poorly. And in that interview, how she's like, is this your first bite? And he's like, first animal one, yes. And I'm like, (laughs) dude, he is so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last bite was for me. Okay. Um, also, he's so Canadian because the way he says magazines, I'm like, magazines. you are so Canadian. Yeah. You can't hide the way from you me. You just said it. it was so good. You can't hide from me. You can't me, hide baby. from Shay Um. Yeah. Detective Daddy, so fucking hot. What the fuck? Yeah, I do love a haunted book. Mm. Love a cursed book. <gasps> you know what movie we have to do too? What? page master oh god that beginning terrified me so much it took me a really long time to watch the whole thing it's so good it's so scary we might have, hmm. do you remember that beginning like a crazy storm and then the whole library floods and then it's like really catastrophic yeah. and then he ends up at the mansion and it's like very he's like scary. riding his bike uh-huh yeah uh-huh. i remember that it's spooky that was another movie i definitely rented from blockbuster oh, multiple really? multiple times I, I was scared of it oh i love i just loved the little book character yeah the little books they're so sweet little fairy godmother and the little like basically like frankenstein's monster yeah, he's so cute <sighs> and the swashbuckler so Obsessed. good oh yeah oh macaulay yeah. colgan so fucking cool okay we have to do that one asap rocky yeah anyways also the quote-unquote suicide blonde she's also in 13 going on 30 oh she really? plays maddie's fiance wow okay like, yeah, bitch and then i remembered i was like oh yeah um, I did think the saxophone was a weird angle. Very weird. I was like, did the director play saxophone? And he's like, wouldn't it be hot? Maybe. <laughs> it is pretty it be queer. so hot if Fingerling played, like, I don't know, saxophone? It is a pretty queer <laughs> instrument to be like, you know what would be, like, really sensual? Like, that's so queer. Yeah, and it doesn't ever really tie in. He just, in some scenes, is walking around with a fucking saxophone. Yeah, and then they, like, find it in a box, and it's like, And I always was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, yeah, he plays the saxophone. But it always kind of jarred me. I'm like, why sax? It could have been anything, but it was the fucking saxophone. I'm like, that's maybe the least, like, chilling instrument. That's what I mean. I'm like, are we going to hear the cantina song from Star Wars? (laughs) (laughs) So ridiculous. Yeah, it's very odd. The tattoos and the saxophone. Incel alert is all I gotta say. Incel, baby. (laughs) No, that's very. Just kidding. I love all my saxophone players. You're not all incels. Love True. You. In fact, the best sax player that I know, Benny, who listens to the podcast. Bye, Benny. He's with it. He's a cab. He's a leftist. He knows what's up. Love you, Benny. He probably doesn't have hideous tattoos. No. He does not. Maybe that's the difference. He did have hideous tattoos in the movie, but still God, daddy they were vibes. So bad. He's like tying her up. It was like, I was like giggling. I was like, what are these? Okay, but like the fake knife? I'm like, mm, you're like I'm like yeah. so hot. Wear a mask. Okay, anyways. Um 
Oh, okay. The part of the nightmare where he like killed his wife. I thought that was real and I got so scared. That was really bad. Okay. So, cause you had a better grasp for the <clears throat> plot than I think I did. Yeah. Can I just describe to you what I think the basic plot is and yeah. you can tell me if I'm right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So going in chronological order. Yeah. Jim Carrey is dating a student. And he's also a student. He's also a student. Yeah. They have like a fun BDSM relationship. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves him for someone else. She cheats on him. She cheats on him with the professor. With the professor. He goes crazy and murders her. Yeah, because he gets like crazy jealous. Yeah. And yes. he's also still obsessed with the number 23. Yes, at that point. And he, I don't know. Yeah. He's yeah, so a, in the, in, yeah, he's obsessed with the number 23 and somehow that connects, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And so. And uh, that's part of the reason why he kills the girlfriend. Yeah, he kills her because she like hit him with a knife first. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I never loved you. And she was like, kind of like mocking him. Okay. And then he murdered her. So he loses it. Yeah. And then he puts her skeleton under a staircase in the park. Yeah. He buries her so no one can find. He's like, uh, no one's going to find her. He, he, he. And so he like hides her body. And then he writes the book about his life, but calling himself Fingerling. Yeah. Well, yeah. So he writes the book and it's basically his suicide note. Okay. He was about to, but the like jump out the, the suicide blonde didn't happen, right? Right, because he 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 wrote it all, uh-huh. and then he jumped out of the window, uh-huh. and he did. He tried. He, he tried. Tried to end it all, but he got a head injury, mm-hmm. and when he got the head injury, they took him to the hospital. He had memory loss, so he had no idea what. Had right, just but when he was writing the book, the not everything in the book actually happened, right? Kind of like because suicide. The suicide blonde is made up, right? The suicide blonde is made up. The suicide blonde is like him, like a like it's okay. like him, I guess, like okay. some yeah, some semblance of who he is. And then in the book, the wife figure is supposed to be the student he yeah. killed. Yeah. Okay. So then he does that. Yeah, he tries to doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Loses his memory. Goes to a psych institution. Yep. Where he still has the book or they found the book or whatever he, yeah he has no idea about the book but like one of there's two doctors one of mm-hmm. them is directly working with him the other one found the book and so he has like possessions it. or something huh in like his possessions yeah like, so okay. he finds it he reads it he becomes obsessed with 23 mm-hmm. then he publishes it under the name uh what was tops it? yeah top top, top secret sec- top secrets top secrets <laughs> yeah top secrets top secrets and so yeah then jim carrey just like becomes better he's mobile he's able to like live a normal life and as soon as he walks out he bumps into who becomes his wife okay but how did the book get to the bookstore that is what i'm what i'm wondering and Mm -hmm. what i don't get Mm -hmm. is why his wife like handed it to him that's why i was like it does make it seem like she did it on purpose but then i don't think she did maybe we're to believe that their love connection is so strong that something about it yeah I, but I just like I'm like, and like that book that bookstore. So Doctor Who got obsessed, put it in the bookstore, right? Yeah, the he one like published it. He published it. Okay, puts it in that bookstore. His wife happens to find it. Mm-hmm. She reads it, thinks it's fun, gives it to Jim Carrey. He kind of loses it, right? And then he only finds out that it's his book because his wife sees his name on the bed at the psych ward and then who's the professor guy i think that's what i was also confused about the 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 professor guy 
is her psychiatrist friend. Okay. And, and he has like a session with the psychiatrist friend mm-hmm. and he connects because he's reading that part of the book where mm. the girl is cheating on him with the professor. And he's like a professor figure. So he's just like, you're this guy's the professor. And this mm. is my wife. So he believes okay. that they're having an affair. Okay. Because he see he literally just sees them closely talking, and he's like affair, like he okay. Just... But the professor and the wife are the one who like figure it out, right? Yeah. And they dig up the skeleton mm-hmm. to like save him or something. I think they're trying to hide the fact that yeah, he. It's... Okay. Yeah, I think they. I I believe that they don't want him. So to they figured find it out. all out. Yeah, because they know if he figures it out, then like he'll have to go to prison or like he'll get found out or whatever okay and they're trying to in my opinion i believe that they're just trying to prevent that from happening gotcha because she's like your son needs you you're mm. da, 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 you know okay so that's what i mean she's a down-ass bitch mm-hmm. i'm like this woman is digging she up skeletons for you to save you from yourself oh yeah Dang. she she truly literally dug up a skeleton and you're worried about her seeing your son making out i know come on now man and I get it. Okay. Clearly so then dig up skeleton, but then she tells him everything, even though he almost stabs her with a kitchen knife. Awkward. Um, yeah, because he found it in her purse, and he's like, what are you going to do to me? Does. Which would be scary, I, I imagine. Anyway. Yeah. And then he admits to the murder so that the guy who was wrongfully in prison gets out, right? Yeah. Okay. He's, he's basically like, I know... I need to be a good role model to my son, and what a better way to be a good role model than by doing the right thing. Wow. Fun yeah. fact, in real life, there's been many cases where somebody else admits to committing a crime, and the people don't get out. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Because they're like, that's not like, he could be lying, and it's like, or he could be telling the truth. Yeah, let's like look into this maybe. <laughs> exactly, and they, and they oftentimes they won't. Yeah, it's very... It's kind of scary. ...clear... Like, it's a fight to get DNA testing sometime, and I'm like, what? what's what's the problem? Like, They're if like, it's them, then it's them. I'm tired. I don't want to, like, do this all over. It's like, do the right thing. No, they literally say, like, we want to have finality, and that's more important than knowing if this person's actually in here or not, because we need to, like, maintain trust in the system and blah. Like, they would rather it look like it's working than have it actually work. So corrupt. With people's lives and liberty. So gross. And also another uh, really unrealistic thing, being an attorney, is um, that he can just, like, go and visit the student prison. Oh, yeah. Like, you have to go through a background process. It takes months. Inmates can only have, like... So, like, if you had two friends who were incarcerated in Nevada, you would have to pick which one you want to see. You couldn't see both. Really? Yeah. They won't let you. They wouldn't you let they wouldn't let you see both or they'd be like you can see one and then months later you can see Yeah, you would have to like switch it and wait another month. So like you can maybe see one once a year. They've I think they've recently started making exceptions for family members, but like yeah, if it was two friends you're it's not gonna happen. That's so you have gross. To pick, like which one you wanna see. That's horrible. I know. But yeah, so I was like, that wouldn't happen. You no. can't just show up and be like, hey. Well, another reason how he found out that he's the one that did it is because he went, he was like, hmm, I'm just going to choose a random hotel to go to, and I'm going to go in the room 23. Oh, oh my God, you're right. That was totally random. Yeah, and what's cool <laughs> is in certain scenes, sometimes it says, like, the full hotel name, but sometimes two of the letters are gone, so it mm. says, like, blank, blank hell instead of hotel so certain scenes the hotel is fully there but sometimes hell is it's really cool and then it's three letters which is 23 Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, he goes in there and he's just like, wait, what the fuck? And then he rips off the fucking wallpaper and it's all his writing and it's him being like, chapter 23, which was the chapter that was missing from the book. Oh, It was like chapter 23 and he admitted that it was him. Okay. Yeah. That's why he's like, oh yeah, that was me. He's like, holy shit. And that's when she comes in and she finds him and he's just like, I'm a fucking murderer. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, but no one needs to know. (laughs) Yeah. Little histrionic, if you will. Yeah, and he's like, well, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> I was also dying that when she when she goes to the Institute, which I believe had been shut down for quite some time, right? Yeah. There was lit candles everywhere. I know. I was like, how long have those candles been? Who yeah, lit those? Yeah, that part was stupid as fuck. <laughs> I was just like, why are there candles? I know, and then the guy right shows up. It turns out to be the, the, doc- no, the, the psychiatrist doctor guy. his own throat or whatever, right? Huh? Didn't he slit his own throat? The other guy did. The guy okay. that published the book that went gotcha, crazy because gotcha, gotcha. he also started uh, believing the 23 thing. Dude, and by the way, that is so... That's a rough scene. Box cutter. That's a rough one. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a lot of like shocking violence in this movie. Yeah, you, tr- you wouldn't necessarily expect it because the beginning is such a different like pace. Yeah, it's so like kind of sweet. It looks like, like maybe an indie true. rom-com, honestly. And then it's like ring, 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 No, it's ring, full ring. murder like yeah. multiple times. It's really bad. Self-harm palooza. Yeah, it's bad news. Um, it was a good twist, like that. Oh, it's him who wrote the book because they do a lot to like throw you off and do a lot of like red herrings. So that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, who is it? Like, I love when he thinks it's his wife for a moment. I thought it I was thought his that wife. Was cool. I was like, ooh. And it kind of made sense. I was like, wait, yeah, like all the literal mm-hmm. little like it might not be a man. It might be a yeah. woman. And she's and... like, I want to write a book that does this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it would be her because I was also thinking. What I was also thinking from the very beginning was he got bit by this dog, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a stray dog. So I was like, maybe it's rabies because so he like, yeah, he was like being delusional and he was like seeing things that weren't there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, those are signs of rabies. That's so smart. Rabies subplot. So perhaps maybe that's, maybe this was all a dream. Mm-hmm. Maybe none of that happened. Yeah. At the end of the movie, he's in prison and he's talking to his family and he did the right thing, he which is the right thing. great. And the justice system worked. Yeah. Too bad. That's not how fucking corrupt. <laughs> Only in the movies, kids. I know. <laughs> Every time we're like, but the system's corrupt and we need to overthrow. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, God forbid we disrupt finality. Yeah. Oh, no. That what are we going to do? Uh, it's so stupid. Yeah. Another fun fact. There is an actual debate in the law mm-hmm. with whether you have a right to be released from prison if you're innocent. There are some people who think that if you had a fair trial and you can't point to anything that went wrong with your trial, the fact that you are actually innocent is not relevant. So fucking trash. Because you have to show that the system was unfair in some way. Ugh. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's I mean, debate. it's hard for me to even wrap my head around that you know what i mean like i understand that that's reality but it's just like how because the finality people are like we don't actually care so much about what the truth is we care that everything looks fair and that everyone has their rights but whether you are factually guilty or not is kind of besides the point which is like that's not how it should work right so yeah i think a lot of people would be shocked to know that that, 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 that is not settled I love that you're telling people what's going on because I've been hearing these types of stories for years, but I think it's really important for all of us to know this because like, it's not always just, we are not in a just system all the time. Like there's fuck shit that happens truly a lot. 
in yeah, the things that I think people I think people think that there are more systems and rules in place to protect them than there really is. Yeah, and it's like uh-uh, opposite mm-hmm. because it's all fundamentally based on a slave society, mm-hmm. and the object was to imprison people. So it's like there's not the, all the safeguards that people think there is necessarily. Nope. And obviously, you'll have more and more privileges the whiter you are and mm-hmm. the more money you have, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which is just like every other system in the world, unfortunately. Dumb. But in this movie, it worked out. But in this movie, it was chill. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked out after a number of years. Was it 13 years before he realizes and confesses? Because mm-hmm. it was like they met and basically right away had their kid. Yeah. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, it's pretty unbelievable. Wow. But yeah, I think the end of the movie, it had a quote at the end of the movie. Did you did you clock that? Yeah, it was kind of a weird one. Yeah, I was I, I was like, wait, what? Hold on, let me look. Okay. I was going to I was going to write it down, but it popped up. So while you're looking that up, I will note my deep sorrow at the loss of amnesia subplots. The 90s and early 2000s yeah. full of amnesia subplots. It's not really done so much anymore. You're right. I think maybe people got burnt out on them. It is a little too convenient. Okay, so the meandering path the movie followed to get to the point. It's a biblical quote from Numbers 32, 23. Uh, 32. Uh-huh. Your sins will find you out. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Very interesting. Yes. Your sins will find you out. I mean. Well, that's all the notes I had. Do you want me to do some trivia? <clears throat> I would love some trivia. It was hard for me to think of trivia questions because there was a lot going on. And as you can see, I was like, I was, I felt like I was missing a lot. No, I get it. But I think I picked out some. There's a lot of color-based questions. Okay. What color did the wife paint the wall? Blood red. That's right. What color was Suicide Blonde's favorite? Pink. Yes. What color is Sinister Professor's tie? Red? Yes. Okay. I'm There's like, a lot hey. of color stuff in this movie. Yeah. What angle does the earth tilt on? This was like a just a quick little moment. Oh, shit. I don't know. So when Jim Carrey is approaching Sinister Professor and talking about the 23 thing, yeah. Professor's like, but you can do that with anything. Like, you know, these people say, oh, the earth tilts on a 23 degree angle. And we'll tell them it's 23.5. And they'll say, but two plus three equals five. Oh, and yeah. And like, there's just, there's no escaping. Oh, it. yeah. I did write that down because I think it's 23.5 for like, um what is it like the something of capricorn and something like that you know yeah okay yeah okay and what is the this last question what is the final thing jim sees in the movie just call him jim the last thing he sees the last thing he looks at in the film oh the the is it the clock mm-hmm and was it on was it 12 two and three Oh, it was two and three. Yeah. 23. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe it makes up 23. Anyway, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Thank you, my Very queen. nice. I'm sure there's not a 23 quiz. Okay, yeah. What is my numerology number? Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. It's on Quizany. It oh, is that's interesting. generated. Ooh. Okay. Oh, there's 29 questions. That's a lot. Oh, do we want to find out our mutual one? Okay, there's a BuzzFeed one. Okay, cool. Okay. This numerology test will reveal what type of personality you have. Interesting. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I love personality quizzes. Holy shit. Oh, it's a scrolling quiz? No. I hate those. I think you should just do it, and then we'll do do a little pause until she's done. It's like scroll and pick randomly, so. Okay. 
Okay. So I'm a type one. Okay. What's that mean? One is a number with great significance in your life, whether or not you realize it. Ones are fierce, purposeful, and bold. When faced with a challenge, they'll charge into it head on. They personify the notion that if you want a job done right, you should do it yourself. As you might have guessed, most leaders are ones, though not all ones are leaders. Interesting. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm very bold, and I do go for whatever I want. That's true. So I will will give you that, BuzzFeed. I'm excited to know what uh, Stacy's number will be. Whatever the sexiest and coolest one is. Oh, thank you. We will find out. Mm-hmm. I'm a type six. Ooh, sexy. Six is a number you just can't seem to shake. Whether you've noticed its presence in your life or not, it's there, and it's been there for a while. Sixes care so deeply about the well-being of others that they're often willing to sacrifice their own comfort and well-being if it means helping in some small way. <gasps> True. They're a protective binding force that holds many tight-knit groups together. Sadly, their efforts often go unnoticed. Um, I'm like, did a disappointed six write this? <laughs> like, yours was much more positive. I know. <laughs> um, okay, I will say this about Stacy. She's very helpful, and she is the glue that holds so many people together. And yeah. I will. I, I love a sacrifice. sacrifice. My favorite Creed song, actually. Dude, I love Creed. I need a Creed t-shirt. Okay, well. We'll I need to find one. I've been thinking about it. Definitely make that happen. I, you need, we need to make you one that says, and that's like you on the cross. My husband has dressed up like Scott Stapp from Creed twice. Hell yeah. And it's amazing. And this is before Creed Mania resurfaced on the internet. So I'd like to think he started it. Yeah, I'll say like, as usual, Brent and I are on the same page because I've been talking about how much I love Creed for many years. Starting trends. Yeah. And of course, Brent loves them too. And he Mm -hmm. goes as Scott, whatever his name is. Scott Stapp. Yep. Ah, so cool. But anyway. So you have a great day, BBWs. Go listen to some Creed. Yeah. Take a nice bubble bath. Oh, a nice section bubble bar. And try not to think about the number 23 because it's been popping up for me a little bit today. And oh, like, no. Like with my nanny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just like, like random me. signs and stuff. And I'm like, oh, don't do this to me. I don't need this. I, don't, I just I looked really, at February 2nd. I truly. No. Two. Tomorrow is 2 3. Oh, my God. And that's when the movie started. That's why I was like, oh, my God. Like, we truly didn't plan that. We've we never really seen didn't. the movie. And this will not be coming out on 2 3. So. Well, she's not recording. Anymore. Yeah, like. Tomorrow, wow. right now it's two two, but tomorrow was two three. Bitch, it's eleven fifty nine. It's literally about to be two, two three. three. Oh, why do we always do oh, shit like this? It's so, we're so some. cool. Okay, and I truly didn't know that that was like the plot of the movie. Truly, like I didn't. Oh, so wow. anyway, we always end up right where we're supposed to. I'm literally I'm going to stay on here until it turns to twelve. Okay, here we go. So we can be able to say it's two three. Here we go. It's so funny when you look at a clock, it takes forever. I know. Mm. A watched pot never boils, baby. Right. Yeah. There we go. Right. It is now two three. Perfect. Spooky. Honestly, perfect. And you know what's crazy? I was supposed to get here an hour and a half before this, oh. but I ran into yeah. traffic where I was seeing two three everywhere. Oh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And on that note, <laughs> on that note, we love you. We love you so much, and uh, hope you have a lovely rest Start of your day us and week. Fingerling. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. okay. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.
Thank you to our amazing editor, Anthony, Grady for our amazing theme song, and Whitney for our beautiful cover art. If you have questions for us or would like to advertise with us, please email us at blockbusterwives at gmail.com. And as always, please rate, subscribe, and tell all your friends about us. We love you. journey to a land far, far away. We came upon a wooden shack one day with a thin old man inside. And he invited him in. The dog was overjoyed. And that night, warm smoke billowed from the chimney above. Oh, what odd smelling smoke see, the land was China, and in China, they eat dog. Oh. 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 Oh.